Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Here with you live on a Monday night, March the 27th, 2017. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Jason's handle tonight, as he calls into the show, is Jason Survived Raw. And he was telling me earlier today that surviving Raw might involve some libations because it's the one night of the year that he watches wrestling. He does it for this show. He makes the sacrifice for you, the dear listener, and for me, the obnoxious host. And I appreciate that very, very much. Jason, uh, how you holding up there, buddy? I made it. <laughs> I'm here. Was, I'm very mellow. Is it just me, or are these just do these just get worse every year? Because it it started it just it started bad with the uh, with with the girls, and uh, it, it just never it just never got any better. I sat through it. I watched the whole show. I texted you a few times. Women's Revolution, everybody. Oh boy. Well, <clears throat> I guess now is as good of a time to bring it up. Uh, since it felt so out of place, but I, I never thought I'd see Maya Angelou on Raw. <laughs> yeah, how about it? We get, see all sorts of things uh, this, this time of year. It's so eclectic. And it's such a natural pairing. It's, it's such a perfect combination, isn't it? Yes. I mean, <laughs> it, it just made perfect sense. I was waiting to see Marie Curie uh, show up, you know, I mean, since we were having all the, the great women uh, for, for Women's Month here, uh, for all their contributions. And I like how they put all, like, they cut to their little graphic on the screen of all the great women throughout history, and they've got a couple of wrestlers sprinkled in. Yeah, just, come on. Just because. It's, a, it's you perfect. You have Maya Angelou and Trish Stratus, they're all, they're, equals they're all exactly the same all the great women of history whether they're scientists poets writers divas they're all the same we're celebrating all women they're all equal yeah that was it felt it felt so out of place it, it, it the whole night felt out of place it was there's just no there was there was no what's what's the word we're looking for here? Was there was juice or excitement? The crowd the crowd didn't even seem that great. Um, yeah, we've talked about that before. It's a three hour show, so it's it's quite a yeah. bit to sit through. 
And you got to figure that that was broken up into roughly 20 to 30 minute segments, no matter how good or how bad they were. Each sort of grouping that we were going to be forced to watch out is is pretty it was pretty long and drawn out it seemed like every time something would just start to get interesting they'd cut to a commercial and you wouldn't nope. see anything we gotta go to anyways. a break again so a tip, typical raw but yeah the last the boy every year we've done this show i find myself you know the first the first uh i think a couple times i actually watched wrestlemania last year i skipped it and this year it left me with like god i don't even want to watch it Right. What's what's there for the uh, for the fan that isn't a, an every week fan? What's there for the like, right. for the guy that's just showing up and popping in like you? And and what you know? What's there to get you excited to make you really feel like and you have to, to see this show? And that's funny that you said that because that was exactly my thought when the show ended, and then I thought it went into a parody commercial with the with the Friday Night Tykes. I actually thought <laughs> that that was a joke. So that was part of the show. I thought it was part of the show because they had all the fake Snickers commercials and everything. And I was literally waiting for a wrestler to show up in that. And that was a skit and the show was going to go on for 15 more minutes. <laughs> and uh, from the very beginning, all the way up until that point. Yeah. The, the minute I realized, Oh, okay. The show is over. The first thought I had is okay. I'm, I'm the one clearly out of, out of, you know, us on this show. Who's not the wrestling fan but I still watched it. So let's say I'm the most extreme version of a casual wrestling fan. That's just out there. I I'm, I'm all the way to that spectrum where if something was compelling enough, I might find an excuse to watch. What did they do for the per for me or somebody a little more casual than me or, you know, a little less casual, I guess would be the proper term to, to pull me in. And the answer was, Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just well, zero. Uh, some of you listening, if anyone's listening live, may have seen that episode of Monday Night Raw, the go-home version of Raw from Philadelphia, getting ready for WrestleMania 33 coming up this coming Sunday in Orlando, Florida. And it's, that's a good question. What did they leave you with? What did what what did they do to make you decide that you just have to see WrestleMania 33? You have to shell out the money either for the pay-per-view or I don't know who pays for pay-per-views anymore or for the WWE Network where you get WrestleMania as part of the coverage. Uh, we got your answer for that question, Jason. Uh, and we have a third party every year to also contemplate what is WWE doing for WrestleMania? What is WWE doing in general? What is the state of pro wrestling in America? There's this wonderful exhibition of, of, of theater and artwork and kabuki theater and, and, and muscle-bound men and tights and all of that good stuff. Uh, a, a much more uh, wrestling fan than, than maybe you or me because he actually... Uh, subscribes to the WWE network and actually uh, owns some WWE stock. I believe he said uh, last time we talked, uh, Jerry, the wrestling expert up there sell. in Wisconsin. Sell, sell, sell. I'm doing my, I'm doing my best uh, Kramer <laughs> right now. Sell, sell, sell. I'm selling baby. I'm selling. I'm trying to make this as, as juicy as I possibly no. can. Jerry, the wrestling sell your expert. Stock. Sell your oh, sell stock. The stock. Oh, <laughs> hey, my, my, my one share is now worth two. 
<laughs> oh, it's split. Oh, baby. We're rolling uh, in it now. I, re- I just reinvested the dividend, so it, it took uh, oh, like, I uh, like 15, 18 years for it to double. <laughs> you know, the fact is you you still own some WWE stock. You 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 didn't exactly buy it to get rich, obviously, and you 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 bought it for the for the novelty of it and to say that you own a piece of WWE. So you you still have that going for yeah, you. Yeah, in fact I just voted uh my proxy votes. Oh, there you go. Uh so what's uh we, we you got the the input of Jason. You'll you'll get my input throughout the night, of course, about the the build up to WrestleMania 33, the Monday Night Raw, the go home show, uh, leaving the the casual fan pretty cold. Uh, you're being more of a casual, more than a casual fan. How did it leave you? The the big finish with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and all of that. Uh, is it as unimpressive as it may seem to to some to some of us? Or or do you see the direction they're going? You see what they're trying to do. Oh, you know, it, it, I'll, I'll be honest, it was rough for me. Um, I guess uh, all the confrontations between Brock and Goldberg, I think it started at Survivor Series. Um, I, I don't, for those of you who didn't watch Survivor Series, it, it was a big build up to their big match, and it was a very one-sided affair that lasted minutes, and Goldberg won, which shocked everyone. And then at the Royal Rumble, Goldberg comes in and eliminates Brock Lesnar immediately. Now, tonight you saw what happened. And there's just no way that's going to happen. I mean, I think the plan is, you know, it's going to be a longer match. And, and uh, I don't know, it, it seems uh, more predictable than normal to me this year. Longer by their standards, meaning what, six, seven, eight minutes, maybe? I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, they're, not, you know they always, they're not exactly known for their Kevin long Nash, matches. Kevin Nash once said, uh, you know, we got him to get, we got to get him to go twenty minutes, and it's hard to get him to go ten at a house show. But that was back in his, <laughs> when he when he was in his late twenties, early thirties. So right, you know, if they was, can get a, it was twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, if they could go twenty minutes, that would be. And the problem is, you can't. I, mean, I think it'd be hard to close the show with with a twenty minute match. Yeah, uh, but I'm not sure what other direction they're gonna go. Uh, I figured that was going to close the show uh, because I don't know if they're going to go Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton to close the show. Maybe they will. I don't know. But uh, I, I figured this is the big star buildup, the big star matchup, and, and you know the big main event of the show. It seems natural to me. But at the same time, they're not going to go more than 10 or 15 minutes unless they really draw it out. So uh, is that how you see yeah. it going? Is, is maybe Randy – Versus uh, Randy Orton versus versus Bray Wyatt as the main event. Oh, you know that'll be. I, I don't know. Um, I know there are years where they they're deciding who's going to go on last. I've heard it hasn't always been decided way in advance. This could be one of those years where they. I, I you know I I really don't know. I mean, my, as a fan, I would personally rather see the Fatal Four Way Women's Match main event. Honestly, of the, of the talent of the, of the four of them and the show that got put on last year, that three, um, the, the triple threat that was last year was probably one of the best matches last year. And it was a women's match. That would be gutsy. I don't see it happening, but um, I wouldn't. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to do that. But that's what yeah. I would like to personally see. But, 
you know, I think it just makes sense that they're going to close the show with Brock and Goldberg, and it'll just be interesting to see how that how that plays. Or Roman Reigns and Undertaker, maybe. I, I that would that would also be gutsy for different reasons. Yeah, um, I, I really think, um, I, I, you know, I really think Roman Reigns. They're going to have him go over. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. That's my big, that's my big prediction. That's uh, this year. Roman Reigns over Undertaker. I would have never called that a few years ago. I, and I'm only calling it because uh, I, I, there's no way Roman Reigns is. He's not going to get any cheers going into this thing, so they might. This will be a perfect heel turn, perfect heel turn. And beating the Undertaker could be the most. If he was already getting booed before, wait till he beats the Undertaker. Oh boy, there's not going to be very many cheers at all if, if that happens. That I guess that makes sense. That that would absolutely make sense. I, I was just looking at the uh, the the finish of Raw and. You know, fifty-something-year-old Goldberg comes out and and hits one move on forty-something-year-old Brock Lesnar, and that's supposed to be the big send-off to make you want to go buy WrestleMania. And you already heard Jason's reaction to that, which is, eh. uh, I was watching that and I'm thinking to myself, what is WrestleMania now? What is it? What has it become? Because this is not, this is the new normal now. This isn't unusual to have a, a superstar from the past. Uh, coming in and sort of swooping down and, and saving the show, quote unquote, because they can't seem to make new stars. We we had uh, The Rock and John Cena headline WrestleMania a couple of years ago. Now we get uh, possibly Lesnar and Goldberg as the as the uh, the big main event. What is WrestleMania now? Because it it doesn't seem to be the the great wrestling exhibition that it, it used to be. It, to me, it seems like it's becoming something really different it, when we keep dipping back in the past for for big stars and big names to sort of prop up the show and make it seem special that that seems to be going in a backwards direction i don't know about you jerry but i don't I, i'm not a, a big fan of this direction because it seems like you're taking all of your newer talent anybody under the age of, of 35 and you're telling them none of you are good enough to to be at this level so we're going to keep reaching back in the past and grabbing these old guys. Well, it's gotten very formulaic. I mean, um, you, you pretty much have the undertaker with, you got to match the undertaker up with somebody. Um, you got to get uh, now last year and this year, Shane McMahon has has somebody triple H has has somebody. You got to have a women's match that has more than it can't be one-on-one for God's sake. So they got to have Oh no! last year was a triple threat this year. It's a, it's, it's a fatal four way. And then on the SmackDown side, it's going to have every girl on the, you know, every 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 one of the women that are going to be involved, and that might be that might even be the pre-show. Who knows? But um, you know, the, the, now now the the rumble, they got to have the battle or the battle royal. They got to throw in there to get everybody on the card, and um, it's becoming very, very very formulaic, like how, uh, how the card is played out. Um, almost how the Hall of Fame's gone, where you got to have a tag team and you got to have a woman. You know the, the way the way they do it that there's somebody only one person that's deceased and um, you know it, it mm-hmm. seems like it, it's kind of getting into a rut. You may not want to say it, but I can. Got to have a black person 
always got to represent some black person, no matter what, no matter Teddy Long this year, really Teddy Long. So always got to have that. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. They got to represent these different segments, and no matter how deserving they may be, and we'll we'll always for, uh, remember Coco Beware a few years ago, like the most jaw dropping entry maybe of all time, and a celebrity. Always got to have a celebrity in there as well. So. You're, you're absolutely right. There's a formula. They're sticking to it, and it's getting very, very, very predictable and uh, very tiresome, especially for like a casual fan like Jason, who, uh, again, suffered yeah. for the show. And and we, we we can't thank you enough for your sacrifice once again. I hate to get any actual wrestling talk to come out of my mouth, but I was thinking about this as you guys were talking about the will the Goldberg Brock Lesnar match be the main event. And you guys are the wrestling experts, and and, and you know, and you're the better uh, between the two of us, Andre. So if if I went to you or both of you and said, "Okay, I'm, I'm Vegas, and I'm gonna set the line at four and a half," and <laughs> the thing that we're betting on is actual wrestling moves combined between Brock Lesnar oh. and Bill Goldberg that they actually know, would you take the over or the under if I set that number at four and a half? It's a fucking awesome number right there. That is that is right there too. <laughs> I'm I'm the you know. If I told you four and a half spear jackhammer, what? spear jackhammer, German suplex, F five. Someone's got to come up with another one out of those after those four to make that that five to get over four and a half. I don't know I if anyone can do it. A, I would take a chance on a body. I would take a chance on a body slam showing up. Like I see. I don't know body. if I would, <laughs> but but that's why that's why this can't be the main event. These guys can't do four moves for half an hour. Yeah, now 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 I'm gonna count. <laughs> yeah. Every move that somebody does, okay, that was that. Dip, that that's that's not a German <laughs> suplex. That's sort of a yeah. side suplex. That that I think that's different. That yeah. that's, that's and I, you know, I'm else. not okay. I'm not I'm not talking. I'm not talking your typical you know, run up and grappling or any of that type of stuff. I'm talking actual, let's get to see these guys and let's see some moves. And I was watching this as I'm thinking about these two guys. And I'm like, these guys don't know each of them more than two moves. <laughs> uh, well, Rock Lesnar was a very good uh, amateur wrestler. So he knows moves. He just doesn't use them because it doesn't do him any good in, in this setting. Uh because a, a guy that big getting down on the ground and doing a bunch of amateur moves is that, that's the quickest way to turn the crowd off. So I, he he does nothing but power moves, yeah. and I completely understand that. Uh, but yeah, right. to if your Brock point, Lesner, if Brock Lesnar actually got on the ground and did real wrestling moves on a fifty-something-year-old man, he'd probably break his arms and legs. Right. Well, except Goldberg is not a typical fifty-year-old man, but uh, but your point is well taken. Uh, but yeah, Jerry, this, uh, this is going to be quick. It has to be quick. There's no way they're going to stretch them out more than 15 minutes. And that's going to be a stretch. Um, and, and the number of moves combined between them is, is going to be very, very low. But yeah. How is going to be Lesnar getting his win back and getting the title back, right? There's, there's no, there's no way they're going to have Goldberg beat them and go three and oh, right. So Brock, Brock's in the. This will be his last year of his contract. Not, not that he won't resign again. So yeah. my, my bet, my bet is it's going to give some credence to the the universal title. Uh, you know, I don't know for those when they got when they got released, it just got slaughtered by the fans. They didn't like the color. They didn't like the name. And um, the very first champion held the belt for a day, 
and he blew out his shoulder. Uh, right. Kevin Owens had it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens. Um, but uh, now we got, you know, Goldberg's got it. I, you know, Goldberg, this is his hurrah. This is his big payoff. It was all about WrestleMania getting into this. So I think it's going to be Brock Lesnar, and I think they're going to set up in a year um, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. With Brock as the as the baby face, since Reigns will be a full fledged bad guy by then, you you believe? I think they're gonna play it. I think that they're gonna they're gonna. I I'm really hoping that they're gonna try and just turn him heel like they did with The Rock um, against the Undertaker. And now he's got that. He beat the Undertaker. He's got he's got uh, all that negativity going for him, and he has a whole year to get things turned around. And one they can keep him heel going into WrestleMania next year, or he could. He, there is a chance he could turn to the next Stone Cold, or you know what they're really hoping him to be—the next D guy—and and and polish it off with a win against Brock Lesnar next year. They kind of have to go that route. We had Reigns versus Lesnar one on one a couple years ago, right? Where Reigns is supposed to be the babyface, yeah. he gets booed out of the building, and it was it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where Seth Rollins had to run down and cash in money in the bank and sort of save the, the match because otherwise it was going to be, the crowd was just going to crap all over Roman Reigns. That was, that was the suplex city match. Yes. Suplex city, bitch. That's right. Yes. That was great. That was great. It was nice. Cause everybody got to go home after the event. They didn't have to turn on their, their headlights, their cars. <laughs> that's, that's true. I, that was, really brutal, like that. that was I a really brutal. Like that. Um, that was a brutal match. That was the year I predicted the Money in the Bank uh, fiasco thing to happen. So that was my one contribution, probably my best contribution to all of these shows was that. That's why I remember that one so much. Because no, I'm sitting 30, there. You, you predicted, you pre- you, I think you predicted Undertaker losing at 30. Uh, no, I never, I never had him losing. Uh, believe it or not, okay. never. Andre had him losing. I had him losing uh, to Undertaker. I believe I had yeah. that. Andre, it, Andre had him the, losing because of the same build to that match, Lesnar Undertaker, as this match, Lesnar Goldberg, which was, if you remember, in the weeks leading up, Lesnar never got the upper hand on Undertaker, except maybe one time, maybe the very last uh, Raw, the Go Home Raw. All those weeks of that match leading up. Undertaker beat the hell out of Brock Lesnar. He choke slammed him. He threw him through a table. He did all this stuff to Undertaker. I think he stabbed Paul Heyman in the hand or something like that with a pen. Uh, Undertaker just got over Lesnar so much that it was, it just seemed obvious to me that Lesnar has to win because otherwise it was going to be a complete squash from beginning to end, from the build to to the match itself. And this is very similar what Goldberg has been doing to Brock Lesnar. Lesnar has not gotten the upper hand on Goldberg at all, except for that one week, I think last week, where he gave him the uh, the F5. Other than that, it's been all yeah. Goldberg dominating Brock Lesnar, making him look like a bitch. And so Lesnar has to win at WrestleMania because that's just how WWE is booked. But I think they're going to do – this is how they're going to get 20 minutes or more out of these guys. Is Now, mind you guys, I understand it's a work. But what they're going to do <laughs> is uh, the, the psychology with Brock Lesnar going into this is, hey – I went at this guy, falls to the wall, and I got I got my ass handed me making a stupid mistake of some sort. 
he's gonna he'll they'll, they'll I could see them start the match Ric Flair slow style where you know they're they're circling around and Brock doesn't want to go in quick this time. He made those mistakes at Survivor Series, at uh, Royal Rumble, and just last night again where he thought he was gonna go get him and boom he got hit. He's gonna, they're gonna start the match slow. He's gonna try and get him down on the mat, get some mat based wrestling holds on him and everything, and wear him out that way and try and avoid. Uh, any quick tempo that would give Goldberg the upper hand. That's the only way they're going to get 20 minutes out of the thing, is, is telling that story. Well, they don't really start wrestling until about three or four minutes into the match. Well, you know, Brock's mentality would be, I mean, I'm just guessing that the story that would be told is he's not going to go into this thing, you know, that Survivor Series, he, sp- he ran, he threw him into the corner and got his couple of quick moves in. And then, and then, uh, you know, then Goldberg uh, kind of cold cocked him there. He was surprised and then it was over. And, uh, and then he just, he, Brock was taken by surprise over and over again. And this time I could see it, you know, to get the length out of that match is it starts a little slower pace, get the crowd involved. Um, you know, you're going to have a, I think you're going to have a split crowd. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Is there any way, uh, Jason, that you see it turning out any different? Bill Goldberg, the conquering hero at 50-whatever years old, uh, actually beating Brock Lesnar? That would just seem silly to, to a casual fan. But would that just seem, like, ridiculous? Because Goldberg is so he, – he's still in tremendous shape for his age. But I, I I still look at him and go, I can't believe this guy's in a ring in 2017. It's just – it doesn't, doesn't seem right at all. And no, and we've seen a lot of this. It seems like the last few years, where the you know you get the the returning hero, and then they get the big build up, and then they get to go and they get to go and they go and they lose it at the big event, but then they get their big send off, and I that's really what this is all. It feels like it's been about these last few years with these guys coming back. I mean, you know, Goldberg are they playing for a belt? Is this for something that wasn't really ever? that I caught oh, yeah. on to that. So, yeah, you know, that's right. Cause that was, that was all part of the whole, the Paul Hall, the whole Paul Heyman speech. Yeah. 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 Um, did, did, what were they going to give Goldberg a belt for? If he gets it, he's losing it the next night. Right. Cause he's oh, not no, going to be going belt. out on the, he's got the belt. So he's got to he, lose. The he's belt. the one that's got to lose the belt because yeah. he's not going to get, go around and keep defending his title. So right. he's got to lose. He's just got to lose. He's 50 something years old. He's got to lose. And to your point, hey, well, how Brock, does that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many appearances Brock has on his contract, but you know, I, they haven't really followed this rule since I was a kid. But then that the champion have to defend his title once a month, and and I, I don't know. I mean, if Brock won, I don't know how long they would. I mean, it'd be great if they could find a way to keep it going for a year and build up to hand hand it hand off the torch to somebody next year. Yeah, that thirty-day rule is a thing of the pet. That, that's a thing of of our childhood, Jerry. They they definitely don't adhere to that anymore. Oh no, because when he held the title last time, he actually there were two pay-per-views without the w, back when there was only one title. Um, mm-hmm. There there was like one or two pay-per-views that the, the championship wasn't even defended. Right, they had to find something else to main event because they couldn't have a title match because the champion is sitting at home chilling. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, to your point, Jason, so it's, 
it doesn't make you it doesn't make anyone feel compelled to order the pay-per-view when you got a 50-year-old running around with the belt and everyone knows he can't win at WrestleMania because he's not gonna be running around defending the belt all summer like that. <laughs> right. So the other thing that seems like has been a recurring theme, and this is I'm gonna say the fourth time we've done this show, this this group of the three of us. And it seems like for every year that we've been doing this, talking about these shows, we've been talking about getting Roman Reigns over. We got to get, you know, they're trying to get him over. Still trying. How, how long <laughs> does it take to get somebody over? Normally, it seems like these guys who go over, they get this sort of meteoric rise up and then they go over, they go over quick. You know, I'm, I'm thinking like Randy Orton, you know, just shows up on the scene boom within a year he goes from just being in and then he's a superstar and guys like you know even we could talk about goldberg remember goldberg when he started off was like oh he's 80 something and oh and he just runs out and does his two moves and i remember all he's got you know i hate wrestling and i remember all this shit um <laughs> how roman reigns is they just gotta they gotta have to him go away or they just gotta get this over with and like jerry's saying just make him a bad guy. The guy can't. The guy can't talk. I texted you at one point tonight, Andre, and said it looked like he was reading off of cue cards uh, during the one promo that he was trying to cut tonight, where his eyes kept kind of darting off to the off the screen, and he wasn't paying any attention um, to to the lady there, the little the little sports babe that was interviewing him, and his eyes kept kind of drifting off. And it's like, and I'm trying to watch. I'm like, is he reading? Because you know, you can see sometimes the pupils start darting. I'm like, is he reading? Because he just cannot. You just don't put a microphone in front of this guy's face. We made fun of him last year because it seemed like every time the microphone was about to go up to his mouth, he got hit with something or yes. something would happen backstage. Like they're, they're, they know that they have like, they, they know they have a, a non-product product here, but somebody really likes this guy or this guy's got pictures. It, it, I always go back to that. He's got pictures of something. Even this interview tonight wasn't exactly, you know, oh. four minutes and then of when he was going like, on and on. No. And then when he went in the ring and he talked for a couple of minutes, it's just like, oh, you could just – no energy, so prepared, basically just repeated everything that the announcers had just said. Like, the last time I was here, <laughs> I won something. <laughs> Wait, let's have The Undertaker show up so everybody can forget I'm talking. Pretty much. What's with this? Yeah, they got it. They got to figure this guy out because we shouldn't. Be, are uh, we going to be doing I, this next year? Are we going to be doing five years in a row? They, yeah, they got to. Well, when, when Roman Reigns was with the Shield, I mean, he was very popular, and it was. I think when CM Punk did the big podcast and pretty much uh, kind of behind the scenes when he was in a match with the Shield, how they told him behind the scenes, um, whatever you do, make sure you make Roman Reigns look real strong, and right. I think that rubbed everybody the wrong way that oh wait this guy's being forced down our throats and immediately everybody goes the opposite way with him and it started there and then um you know he had the he had the title earlier this year and then he had the i can't remember what month but he had the he failed the drug test yeah he had suspended and um they kind of stalled him for a bit because um you know they don't want to put all their eggs in one basket yeah. on a guy that could have a second strike against him and um, so he's kind of doing his time uh, in the spring, summer. And, um, you know, to me, this reminds me of with John Cena, where I think the fans would want nothing more but to turn him heel. 
and they just won't do it. And with Roman Reigns, that they're just to me, they're just uh, it's just a natural thing to flip them, and they just won't, and they won't listen to what the fans want. And um, and it, this this is the perfect time to do it if they're going to do it. Yeah, Can I, I go conspiracy his, theory uh, uh, for a second? Well, I, I was going to say that when he failed his drug test, my guess is that they found Ambien in his system. <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> hey, hey! Actually, what I was going to say is, uh, think about that. All those guys in WWE and Triple H and John Cena and Seth Rollins and all that. Roman Reigns failed a drug test. Not any of those guys. <laughs> But Roman Reigns, I think that is an, is a message right there in itself. I think that's sort of the uh, you know shape up or or you know worse things are, are coming down your way to me because the the, th- the thought of him failing a drug test and those other guys are are supposed to be clean. I, that, I'm not buying that. I'm sorry. I, I got to go conspiracy on that one. Yeah, I can't remember if they released the drug. I thought it was something like even Adderall or something. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been one of those because uh, everyone's got uh, uh, attention deficit disorder nowadays. Uh, so it might have been one of those deals. But even so, no matter what the drug was, the thought that he was not clean and all these other guys are supposed to be clean is, is ridiculous to me. But uh there's a lot of other uh, well, Brock, Brock matches. Lesnar, I... Brock Lesnar failed a drug test. Right, that was in UFC though. Did he fail in WWE? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Oh, or we did don't he? test for part. We don't test for part time. Yeah, that's what they we said. don't part. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. We don't test part timers. So, so The Rock was fine, and Brock Lesnar's fine, and Sting was fine. All these other guys. Uh, yeah, because we don't test for for part time. Yeah, but but Brock Lesnar failed uh, in in UFC, so he can't even go back to UFC anymore because he'd have to stay clean for like a very long period of time just to be allowed back in. Like he'd have to test clean for a year before they would even reinstate him. So that's over. You, the UFC part's done, uh, but he's going to be in WWE as long as he wants because they don't test for drugs for part-timers in WWE. And Brock Lesnar, of course, is a part-timer. So it's funny how that works. There's all sorts of interesting little de- – the devil's in the details for all these types of situations like that. There's, there's a lot of other different matches coming down the pike for WrestleMania 33. Uh, all the, the SmackDown stuff uh, with the with the brands. So by the way, haven't had you on the show, Jerry, since uh, last WrestleMania. Got to give you the props for the whole brand split thing because you were talking about this last year uh, before last WrestleMania that you, you saw the brand split coming out. You heard that there was going to be the brand split coming back, and I thought that was just crazy because I didn't think it worked very well the first time, and here we are with a brand split. So half the card Jason doesn't even know about because uh, SmackDown has their own thing that they're doing, and they're going to have that as part of WrestleMania, all those matches on that side. Uh, so so Jason, you got you actually got spared the, the, the Shane McMahon build for he, – he's, he's wrestling again. Shane McMahon is having another match this year against AJ Styles. That's all yeah. taking place on SmackDown. So you're, you're very fortunate, Jason. As bad as Raw was, it could have been worse because you got spared seeing the Shane McMahon attempts at punches, which he, he did once again on SmackDown last week. And well, it, it, was, I did, it was just as ugly as I last did, year. I didn't need to see it because I saw it already last year. 
That's all. That's right. what's the common theme. It seems to be now with the with wrestling, is that I actually probably don't even need to watch every go home raw. I could just watch every second or third one and still be caught up for what's going to happen because it literally is just a complete reshuffling of the deck. I seem to remember the thing that that Jerry was talking about the most last year was 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 getting some of that talent up from NXT and all that other stuff, you know, and all those other areas. And, and, and it, it seems like when it's not the big event, maybe some of that's happened from what I've seen and followed a little bit through. But it's like when we really got to get to it and we really got to get the money made and we got to go to WrestleMania, we're just going to keep rolling out Chris Jericho and <laughs> – we're gonna Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, and we're gonna dig up Goldberg's bones and oh, oh my God! So here we are again, S- same story, different year. Here we are again, yeah, Shane McMahon, Triple H, yeah, and he's fighting yeah, he Vince McMahon's kid. McMahon and, uh, yeah, yeah, he could. I mean, they, they could have. He could just put on a clinic with anybody, and they got him up with Shane. Right. Was that Shane? McMahon last year that I was joking about that when he ran up and started punching a guy, it looked like he was tickling him. <laughs> yes. And it still yeah. looks like that. Yeah. Like it's you kind of expected that guy to be like going, <laughs> you know, like yes. it literally looks like he's tickling him in the corner. It still uh, looks like a high same, school slap uh, fight. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my. Unfortunately. He got attacked by AJ Styles and he's supposed to be all mad about it and comes back the next week and gets him in the corner and he starts tickling him again. Yes. <laughs> so, to to. I'm so not watching this. <laughs> uh, now the the Randy Orton uh, match against Bray Wyatt for the the WWE title, which is a different title than the Universal title, because we have a brand split and we have to have different titles for for both shows and all of that. Uh, that was that's an interesting build uh, that they have. But I have to admit, Jerry, I didn't quite understand it all the way. Where where Randy Orton joins, he gets he gets tired of being beat down by the Wyatt family, so he joins them. He wins wrestle he he wins the Royal Rumble to earn a shot at WrestleMania. He tells Bray Wyatt to his face in the middle of the ring, "I'm not going to fight you for the title at WrestleMania because I'm part of your family." And then no more than two weeks later, he turns on Bray Wyatt and says, "I'm going to fight you at WrestleMania." I, I what I. I I didn't get that at all. If that was the original intention of how they were going to get to where they're getting, it was just an awkward way to do it. It was almost like they they wanted to make some changes and then changed their mind again and went back to it because it just seemed it, it was very awkward. Now I was reading uh, from one of the internet wrestling columnists, uh, Matt Dogs, that uh, this is going to be Randy Orton. This is sort of a, a reward, giving him the uh, the title match, and I'm sure he's going over uh, Bray Wyatt for the title. That is sort of a reward for for Randy because at SummerSlam, uh, Brock Lesnar sort of got his big man on and and swelled up, and because he had a match against Randy Orton, he winds up beating Randy Orton by pummeling him and, and opening him up hard away. Like he busted his head wide open on the mat by just elbowing him. And this, and that was real. That was legit. Jason, that was the, the, the planned finish of the match was Brock Lesnar gets Randy Orton on the mat and opens his head up and they have to stop the match due to excessive bleeding. That was for real. And, and 
by Randy agreeing to do that, I've, I've been reading that this is his reward. He's going to get the WWE title match at WrestleMania. That's a hard way to earn a title match, man. <laughs> I, I don't think if that's the reward, I don't think that's much of a reward. I'm sure there's a there's a big bonus in there as well, but I don't know if that's too much by itself. That wouldn't be much of a reward for getting your head split open like that. Well, that was that was kept hush hush to where um, uh, Chris Jericho was. He thought uh, Brock Lesnar was going into business for himself and was in the gorilla position when Brock came back and was. And uh, the, the the person in the gorilla position, I don't know if they didn't know or weren't telling Jericho, and he he actually had words with Brock to where it turned into a shoving match. And the fact, the idea that Chris Jericho like stood up to Brock Lesnar because he thought he was taking liberties on Orton, and then somebody smartened him up, and it it, it was uh, that was a big talk last uh, or this last summer. Yeah, that, that was interesting that the, they're trying so hard to work everybody and, and keep uh, everything secret that they wind up working their own boys, uh, which doesn't happen very much. Everything is so open nowadays. It's really hard to keep a secret that secret. But they I guess they did it, at least in in, in Jericho's case. So, yeah, that was that was, that was quite interesting. But, yeah, that, that strange build for, for Bray Wyatt the, the, is the Bray Wyatt as champion thing. Is, has that gotten over with you or do you uh, do you think that they could have done better with that because it, it that was to me a little anticlimactic the way he won the title uh at uh, uh elimination chamber and even more so now that it seems it's just a complete setup for him to drop it to, to randy orton at wrestlemania i'm a huge bray wyatt fan i loved him in nxt when he came over and they've had they they kind of 50 50 booked him where he, he'd lose as many as he'd win for so long that everybody loved the gimmick, but they were starting to like him, and you know it just started like they were just ruining him. And he does not have a good track record at WrestleMania. They they're kind of building him up as the kind of the next Undertaker. So what do they have him do? They have him come down to the ring at WrestleMania 30, was it 31? And they have him come down to the ring in broad daylight with scarecrows because you know those are scary during the daylight. And have him lose to Undertaker. <laughs> And those black lights look really awesome during the daylight. And uh, yeah. Undertaker's entrance was just great when it's daylight. And I don't, know, I don't know if you're getting. I really don't like a daylight, <laughs> the, day, the daylit WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, he. Um, I'm actually hoping something. Something they. I don't know if they're going to ch- change both titles. I think they would go to Brock, and I, I actually think something's going to happen where Bray wins. Oh, okay. But Randy Orton winning totally makes, you know, your theory totally makes sense too, actually. So. And uh, Shane McMahon and AJ Styles, we, we touched on that a little bit. Uh, Shane McMahon is is one of those guys that he, he's getting all the the love from the the internet community because he he's not a trained wrestler but he goes in there and and tries his hardest and gets beat up and gets thrown around like he's one of the guys and but it's almost like everyone's overlooking the fact that he's taking a big spot of of somebody that could be elevated from uh, again nxt or, or some other uh offset of wwe that that's not getting uh as big of a spotlight as they could he's taking one of those spots and he's taking one of those bonus checks for working a prime wrestlemania match uh, there's no way this would be happening if he wasn't related to the the ceo of wwe uh 
I'm just wondering when does that when does that stop? When do they decide that that's that that's another sort of why are we doing WrestleMania? What are we here for? Are we here to actually watch wrestling, or are we here to watch stars and and supposedly big moments? Because that's that's not a that's not about the the great wrestling. That's just about the big moment. And I'm wondering when do they decide to to stop that, or do they? Is that just something that's always going to be a part of of WrestleMania? When it comes to Shane, as the hardcore fan or the, the the actual Shane McMahon fans that are out there, it's all about the big monster bump he takes. One, you know, at at uh, at any of the, you know, going back to even when he wrestled 15 years ago, you know, when he um, he would just take these, the, he would usually take a monster bump of some sort. Um, it's not about winning with Shane; it's it's about that monster bump he takes. But all in all, the you know the match. You know, it's passable what he does, but it's always a setup for the big bump, and it'll be interesting on SmackDown to see any stipulations and how it's going to fly. Because just a regular match, I just don't see. Um, I just don't see they're going to have to do something where he's going to do something absolutely crazy, some big stunt. Because that, that's kind of that's a shtick. Right, because if it's a regular match against AJ Styles, it shouldn't last more than a minute. Exactly. Logically, there's no way that Shane McMahon could go more than a minute with with AJ Styles. And if he does, then that's really making AJ Styles look really, really weak. Well, no, AJ Styles has one major weakness. If he's ticklish. Uh Uh-oh. Well, then it's over. (laughs) Then Shane will make him submit. He'll, He'll tickle him out. That's right. He's gonna tap out on the tickle. No, I can't take it anymore. It's like me and my kids better watch out the tickle monsters coming. You know. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll have to look forward to that. Uh, Oh, we've never seen a match end like that, have we? Have we ever seen a guy writhing on the mat, getting tickled by another (laughs) man, and then tapping out? It could happen. I'm sure there are tapes of something like that, but I don't think I want to. I was going to say, I'm sure it's on video somewhere. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's in. Yeah, um, maybe not. In, maybe not in the WWE room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Back section at Family Video. Oh boy! <laughs> behind the behind the uh, behind the, the the western doors, the swinging doors, and oh, I don't know what kind of doors they are. You tell me all about those. No, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we when Andre and I were living in Chicago, there was always like in the video store, you always had to go behind either a curtain. You'd always see that like there was a curtain in the back, or they'd have like the old western doors, like that you'd see on the front of the bars in the western movies, you know. And that no, was I don't always know like the about second that you couldn't go back days. in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, like West Coast Video and those types of places. That's all they had. Uh, yeah, I never could go I've back only there heard about those. I was young. And then I remember, uh, uh, I remember when finally we're, you're we're old enough to go back there. You on that. Yeah, yeah. And then when you go back there. He's not getting it. And then when you go back there and you see it, <laughs> then you get to go. That, that this is where you get to go and see all the titles that you would always laugh about. Like oh, you realize the, that. Por- yeah, girls that, that in porn the movies are nothing. Yeah, porn movies are literally nothing but ripoffs of like blockbuster movies. You know, it's like, oh look, Men in Back, <laughs> Girls in the Hood, <laughs> Rambone. Oh yeah. The, I didn't see the Tickle Monster videos, but I'm sure they were there. I just didn't. I didn't look at the right <laughs> those selection. Are, 
those are snuff films, I'm thinking. Mm. Uh, so Triple H coming back once again as we, as we get back to WrestleMania here. Um, another 40-something in action, Triple H, who just happens to be related to the CEO, happens to be his son-in-law. That, that's completely uh, neither here nor there, right? Um, at least with this, with Seth Rollins, at least we get the... Go, get to go back to the old school a little bit with the unsanctioned match. We got the stipulation that Seth Rollins had to sign tonight that uh, whatever you do to me, I, I waive all my rights and I, and I won't sue anybody or whatever. So that's a little bit of a trip down uh, memory lane to the old school. So I'm expecting a lot of uh, weaponry. I'm expecting it to, to be a lot of gimmicks as far as different props being used. There might even be a little juice uh, so at least we got that going. Uh, Seth Rollins is another guy, again, from the Shield, uh, that they're trying to sort of build up. He keeps getting hurt. Uh, but they seem to be on a, on a good path with him, at least. It's certainly a, a better path than Roman Reigns. Uh, he's, he's certainly got a lot more credibility at this stage than, than Roman does. Well, I see Triple H, Seth Rollins, as uh, not as far as the quality. So you can't compare the comparison I'm about to make but with a, a match like this um, they're setting up Seth Rollins to lose he's got a bad knee we're really working that and he's not going to give up he's going to he's going to it's almost going to be Wrestlemania 13 Austin um, Red Heart where um, it'll be Triple H giving him the sledgehammer in the end and he gave it all he gave it his all but in the end it was that hurt knee and Seth Rollins will come out even a bigger baby face out of this and he will um, – Triple H is also due for the win at WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree with all that. Although I don't think he needs to win. He's in his mid-40s. He doesn't wrestle more than once or twice a year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think they'll, they'll give him the win, and I think they'll have Seth Rollins just take a, a beating and fight and as valiantly as he can to, to make that comeback and fight from underneath the entire time and, and wind up coming up short in the end. Uh but at, at least at least we got one match to look forward to that I think is should be good good physical brawl should be a, a lot of fun uh something you know actually worthy uh, of the big stage uh cuz I just don't I'm not getting excited at all for uh Undertaker against Roman Reigns T Taker looks more frail every damn year and it's a shame because we we know how great he was and we know you know what what all he's done for WWE but God, every time he stands up there in a ring, it almost looks like you, you feel like you want to put a cane underneath his, his hand uh, so he can hold himself up. He looks like he can be, barely stand up there. And so I don't know how much, I don't know how long that match is going to go either. When we think about uh, guys that only have a, a handful of moves that they can do, Roman Reigns and Undertaker, that, that over under for moves might be about five and a half. And then I might, I might be inclined to take the under in that one. Uh, that, that's what kills me is uh, this is the old school fan in me. Roman Reigns' biggest move in his arsenal is an illegal one, a closed fist to the head. Right. Just kills me. The, but I, the big Superman punch. Yeah. And Under, Undertaker just had, uh, I thought he had some, uh, I thought he had hip replacement surgery early this year too. Yeah, I think so. And I was just reading on a sports site about him standing up and giving a speech to uh, to a college, and they were noticing his limp then. And he's about to get into to the ring at WrestleMania in a in a week, uh, in less than a week. So yeah, that I don't have a lot of high hopes at all for that match. 
Now, this, this will make you laugh a little bit, Jason. Big Show was scheduled to actually wrestle. The, the WrestleMania is taking place in Orlando in, in the Citrus Bowl down there. They were going to bring uh, former Orlando Magic number one draft pick Shaquille O'Neal. They were actually going to bring him down there and have him wrestle Big Show in, in this sort of gigantic, you know, unstoppable force versus immovable object or whatever type match. And that's not going to happen now, apparently because Shaquille O'Neal is just that big of a fat ass. He just never got in shape for the match, and and it's just not going to happen at all. So uh, instead, they're going to have Big Show probably win this uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal thing again. Although uh, to have him, th- it looks like it's going to be him and Braun Strowman in that Battle Royal sort of facing all the, the you know, looking at what happened tonight. And to have him go over Braun Strowman, it's hard to imagine because Braun Strowman is getting this mega push. He's been toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns for the last couple of months. But I I would think they're going to give Big Show the win just to sort of reward him for getting in the great shape that he got in. He lost a lot of weight in the past year, you know, getting ready for this one mega match with with Shaquille O'Neal. He dropped probably a good 50, 60 pounds. And now, she, you know, but it's not going to happen because Shaq is not dropping the same amount of weight at, at all. So uh, I, I would think Big Show is going to go over uh, in the battle world and probably make Braun Strowman look really, really good in the process. But I still would think uh, they would let Big Show win that. Now, wait a minute. Hold the, hold the, hold the presses here. Yes. You actually, an hour almost into the show, mentioned a name, and I have no idea who you're talking about. Big Show? Oh, Braun Strowman? No, I know who I know who the hell Big Show is. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Big Show. Come uh, on. The, no, the, big the, Show. Yeah, everybody knows the Big Show. No, the big bearded weirdo that uh, that he was uh, facing off with tonight uh, that was telling him, I'm not going to come to the ring to fight you. I'll make you wait till WrestleMania. That uh, was this guy, this guy named Braun Strowman. That was the... That was the 15-minute portion of the show after I saw Big Show walk out when I decided, okay, I'm good to go and, like, say goodnight to my kids and stuff because uh-huh. I had no desire. Once I saw the big show walking out, I literally knew I was watching nothing of consequence that was going to have right. anything to do with any big matches at WrestleMania. So I missed that whole thing. So I missed this whole Braun Strowman thing. Not, this is oh, no related yeah. relation to Marcus Strowman, right? Uh, no, they're, they're spelled differently. Oh, okay. there, there's a couple of... There's a couple of other differences between them, but their last names are spelled differently. So we'll just we'll leave it. Ah, at that. okay. Yeah, Braun Strowman sounds like a big Norse, like Game of Thrones kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. They gave him a good name. They, that's a that's a good nice wrestler name to give somebody. Braun Strowman. Yeah. Just you, you you don't know what he looks like. Yeah. You never heard of him. You never saw him, but you kind of know what he looks like just based on the name. So good job out of them. They they brought yeah. him in as a fourth member of the Wyatt family originally. Yeah, oh, okay. A couple couple years ago, maybe. It's yeah, like when your name the... is Magnus von Magnuson, you kind of know what the guy looks like. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, but, my, my hope but for the a, battle. That's his real name, though, right? Well, yeah. He, he didn't have to be a he didn't have to be a, a bodybuilder throwing refrigerators no. around. He just happened to grow to be that. <laughs> the caber toss. That's right. So the only thing that's that that's uh, the only thing that. Uh, question i got for the battle royal are they going to hold off till the night after wrestlemania which to me is the biggest raw of the year or are they going to do it at this battle royal are they going to bring out chinsuke nakamura 
from NXT. Oh, in the battle royal. Uh, that would be a to me that that's a good question. I think that would be a strange spot to do it because it's a. I know it's a battle royal, so anyone can win and anyone can run it. But to me, that would be kind of showcasing his one real limitation to me, which is how small he is. Uh, so I wouldn't do that. But 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 they they might they very well might do that. Um, is it, and he's wrestling at uh, NXT uh, the Friday night before. Is it the Friday or the Saturday night? I can't I always get that confused. The Hall of Fame is Friday night, or is that Saturday? They, I think the Hall moved, of Fame is um, Friday. Takeovers to they used to be on Fridays, and now they moved yeah. to Saturday. So okay, they, they flip flopped the Hall of Fame. Hmm? Okay. So he could do double duty, uh, Nakamura, because he, he is wrestling Bobby Roode at uh, NXT. Um, so he could easily be there Sunday night and, and run into the Battle Royal as well. Uh, I would guess they're going to save him from Monday and have that huge pop at the, uh, the 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 Monday Raw after WrestleMania. They'll they'll have his debut match be in there. I, I would I would assume, but wouldn't surprise me. I guess if he showed up at the Battle Royal. Uh, they got New Day uh, hosting the battle, the uh, not the battle royal, but the but WrestleMania. So they're not actually in a match; they're just supposed to be ho- hosting, which is a strange thing to me because it's that those are you got fifty-year-olds and forty-year-olds all up and down the uh, the card wrestling, uh, but you got you know twenty and thirty-year-old in New in New Day actual wrestlers uh, relegated to be hosts. So you know, go figure. Uh, but how about the the, the the things that are happening in in New Day specifically to uh, to uh, Xavier Woods, uh, they're doing a good job of keeping him away from from the crowd and keeping him away from some really unfortunate chance that might be happening if he were out there uh, in the crowd. Uh, so that that's something we're gonna have to explain to Jason because I'm sure he knows nothing about any of that. What saved what saved his ass? He had a hood on. Uh, word on the street is he had a hood on. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen the video either, but uh, but that, that's uh, that's what I've been hearing. Um, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. I, I almost want to save that for uh, after we're we're off the air live here because it's that crazy and scandalous that I don't know if I even want to talk about it live. Uh, so I, I think I'll save that for for the for after the. Um, I will uh, I will take that opportunity though to uh, tell anyone who might be listening live about. All the different ways you can listen to the show live. There's, of course, iTunes. Just search for In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Uh, there's a bunch of apps. There's the TuneIn app. There's Mixcloud. There's Player.fm. There's Blueberry. Uh, a lot of different podcasting apps you can go to listen to our show. Or you can come back here to the live show page, which is blogtalkradio.com slash In Much Less Detail. Uh, all of our shows are archived and you can go down to the bottom of the show page and see all of our old shows uh, in reverse chronological order. Uh, communicating with this show is also very easy. You can follow me on Twitter at IMLDDre. You can follow Jason at IMLDJTG. Uh, you can email the show. You'll send that to inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. Uh, Jerry, do you have a Twitter? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, and our blog, of course, is always up. Uh, that's in much less detail.blogspot.com. Um, we're going to go to the after show now where I can talk freely.
um, about uh, Xavier Woods and all the rumors that we've been reading about and hearing about concerning him and more WrestleMania recapping, breakdown, the Monday night show, morning after show when we come back. All right, into our VIP after show program. A lot of other WrestleMania matches to look at. Uh, the the new day thing, real quickly, Jason. You're you're. This is. I don't even know if I'm going to get all the details right because of, of how crazy this is. So there's a a female wrestler named Paige, and she seems to be like the typhoid Mary of the of the WWE locker room. Uh, oh because, no! Uh, yeah, one of those. Um, so I don't know. I don't even know all of her. Uh, all the people that she's been linked to. What I know is that she is currently engaged to a former WWE wrestler, Alberto Del Rio, who, when they started messing around, I believe he was still married. So there's uh, there, there's one crazy situation right off the bat is that he uh, had to divorce his wife, and now he's supposed to be engaged uh, to Paige. Actually, just tweeted out that he's uh, that they're getting married on Wednesday. Uh, so anyway. Not even about Alberto Del Rio, about uh, uh, Xavier Woods. So Paige apparently had her uh, phone hacked and certain delicate pictures and, and videos were leaked out there, which I have not seen any of them. I don't even want to go look for, for any of that stuff. Uh, but one of the videos that were leaked off of her phone apparently has her having relations with this guy, Xavier Woods from the New Day. And with another former WWE uh, employee, Brad Maddox, uh, working as the cameraman, filming it. Uh, I don't even know how any of that would possibly happen. Uh, like Jerry said, uh, Xavier Woods may or may not have been wearing a hood. So with that may or may not have been Xavier Woods, but it's pretty obvious it is uh, from what I've been reading. Uh, but yeah, Paige likes to likes to have fun. Apparently, she was linked to Brad Maddox as well, uh, romantically. So she uh, she likes to get around. But uh, poor Xavier, um, they had they haven't put him out in front of the live crowd the last couple of weeks because it's WWE. So you know, some fans are going to have some some certain words to say to him if he were to come out there in front of the crowd. So they've had him sort of doing locker room skits and whatnot. Uh, but. Uh, did I miss anything, Jerry? Do I pretty much have uh, the, the rumors correct on all that? Well, it's a shame because Paige is so talented and her career could be, I know she's recovering from neck surgery, but she may not. I mean, this wasn't like, Ooh, they were being naughty. This was very graphic. This was like, wow. Graphic. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Oh, was this behind the double doors? This is behind the double doors, right? Word on the street. It was, it was extremely. We're not. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking like um, other celebrity ones where they're really just. Uh, yeah, this was this was pretty bad. I mean, with lots of different people, and um, yeah, and uh, apparently Xavier Woods had a hood on. Uh, word on the street is he had a hood on, but you know, it obviously was in a locker room setting. You could actually hear. There were people like outside the door. I mean, you could tell like they, they it was it was crazy. Word on the street is that you know, okay. but it it was it's pretty bad because if they let her go, 
I know Brad Maddox got he, they let him go like a year ago, but um, you know, it's sad. But if you recall, Seth Rollins was in a similar situation where he was having mm-hmm. relations with an NXT girl, and when that came out, Seth Rollins' girlfriend released a picture of Seth Rollins. Um, uh, just standing there, <laughs> let's just say, and uh, careful. You know, look where he, yeah, look where he, look where he's doing now. So, you know, I just hope there's not a double standard. I mean, this wasn't something she released; it was stolen. It's it's terrible for her. And if if they ever brought her back, I think the fans would would slaughter her. They would they would chant oh, yeah. signs, and it'd be terrible. And it just it 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 really stinks for her. Um, but is there a free pass to the other guy? I mean, the only one working for the company, is there enough evidence that, I mean, that he was, that was him, but you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out Sunday. Yeah. I I don't know. uh, With a, with an environment that big uh, down in the citrus bowl, I think there's, they're going to, there's going to be some cover because whatever chance that could possibly be said or whatever, there's going to be enough, uh, mixing of the sound where they're going to be able to sort of get over that type of stuff. And there's going to be so many people there that there's not going to be a, a sustained chant or anything. So I think they're going to get away with it on Sunday. These smaller arenas that they were, they were doing the last few raws, they didn't want to take the chance and I don't blame them. Um, and then Monday night uh, in the smaller arena, the, the Monday night raw after WrestleMania with of course the smartest crowd of the year. Uh, the the Monday Raw after WrestleMania because those people come from all over the world to see WrestleMania and then they uh, funnel into the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania uh, and pay all sorts of exorbitant prices to get into that particular Raw because they're those are the Uber, those are the Uber fans those are the the biggest fans WWE has the people that travel from all over to come to WrestleMania so those people I don't think you want to put him out in front of them either. Uh, but we'll see how they handle that. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's some. If you read the right websites, Jason, there's some stuff happening in the locker rooms and whatnot. There, uh, there's, there's some pretty hot stuff going on. I don't. Really it's not really just video websites. games, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts the old, of the buttons being pushed. Are, the old time. The old, the old wrestlers are always complaining that you go back in the restroom and now they're all just playing video games. Well, that's not apparently the case. No, they're, they're, they're finding other, his, uh, his other podcast things to play. Show. It's interesting that uh, Xavier Woods' podcast show is Up, Up, Down, Down. <laughs> that's yeah. The the show. Oh. It is. Hey, hey! Just put that out there. He's not making that up. That's actually the name of his show. Uh, it's funny because uh, ever since Jim Cornette got announced as as coming back to uh, introduce the Rock and Roll Express for their Hall of Fame induction, uh, have you noticed a lot more guys coming to the ring eating bananas lately? Uh, Austin Aries, for one. Um, again, speaking of things that we probably shouldn't talk too much about because we don't really have the, the clearance to go into those details, but let's just say uh, the rumor is that Jim Cornette is very intimate with bananas. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that ever since he was announced coming back, there's been guys actually walking out to the ring on different shows like 205 Live and whatnot. Uh, uh, Different guys chewing on bananas lately. A lot of potassium going around. (laughs) I could hear Jim, I could hear Cornette now. God damn! He's in a banana to the ring! 
<laughs> oh, all you motherfuckers, I tell you, all you people, you can, you can all kiss my ass. Yeah, his podcast was a trip, too. Uh, yeah, we were talking a little bit about the women's match, the four the four away match. I'm cyber stalking Nia Jax now. I, I shouldn't admit this in public either, but uh, but that that's that's my type. You, you, you got a face that beautiful and still got some heft behind you. Still got some beef. I, I don't do the little skinny girls. I don't I don't do skinny bitches. I never have. Nia Jax, that's my girl. That's my type of girl right there. Just beautiful. And, and still at 270 pounds, looks like she can kick your ass um, and bright and, and good on the microphone. Uh, so I'm, I'm reading a little bit about her and her background and uh, my, uh, former model, uh, grew up in California. So I'm a big Nia Jax fan. But now, because of what happened tonight on Raw, back to the predictability, now we know she can't win the Fatal 4 away. She's not going to win the title because she st- she ended the match or ended the evening standing over the other three women and holding the championship belt in the air, which means she can't possibly win the match. I don't know what exactly is going to happen in that match at WrestleMania, but we know one thing that cannot happen now. Nia Jax can't win the title because they would never let her stand over them and hold that title in the air if she was actually going to win. Uh, she'll probably be the first eliminated, which I hate to say. I love. I, I think she's talented. I love the fact that, you know, I mean, Vince McMahon still ultimately calls the shots. And, you know, if you go back 15, 20 years ago, all the women looked the same. And every match mm-hmm. was a bra and panties match. To have it to where there's different shapes and sizes to the women and their abilities is is amazing. And in fact, it's very tough to watch a Bella because they're like the old diva. And uh, to me, they're yeah, they, they never they never mixed well with the with the new recruits that came in who could actually wrestle. And they yeah, didn't and just all that. look the same. You could tell they all went to the same plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, they don't have the old HLA uh, bikini models uh, anymore uh, in the wrestling ring. It's it's. <laughs> It's just a little different these days. Although that that was a bit that was a bit tough to watch because I mean that was that was all ripe full of slow bows and um <laughs> yeah your your new your new girl crush there that not Nia Jax uh I, I didn't really see her have a move other than being she didn't have a move other than being big her move was just being big it's all she needs no need any damn move. <laughs> you're not look you're not watching that for the moves are you. Doesn't need them. About a year, about a year ago on NXT, there was a takeover with Nia Jax and, and Bailey. That was amazing, like a classic David and Goliath match. It was really good. And, and that's what I'm talking about. When you have a, a a big force like that in the ring, she can. And, and this goes for all the the thousands and thousands of bigger guys uh, in wrestling history. They sort of hold that gravity in the middle of the ring, and they're the big strong object the, the immovable object and you have the smaller person sort of bounce around them and do all the moving and, and create all the energy for the match and people get get wild up and and waiting to see if that smaller person can overcome the big goliath but the big goliath doesn't have to do much never has had to do much like Vic, you know big van vader and the, the in wcw andre hell andre the giant didn't have to do much you just stand there when you got that kind of size and heft you basically just stand there, let them bounce off of you, and and they create all the excitement 
by seeing if they can fight from underneath and, and topple the big monster. So I'm, I'm, I wasn't joking when I said that. She doesn't have to do anything. She really can just stand there and, and let them bounce off of her. And in fact, it looks even weirder. Else. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I kind of <laughs> did. But and it actually looks weirder when you have a bigger guy do moves and try to get down with the smaller person and wrestle because it just it's it, it's a little more, I guess, interesting than just standing there. But it doesn't look right. You know what I mean? When they get down because you take away their size advantage when you do that, when you, when you have them try to get down, when you get down on the ground, they're all the same size. So you want the bigger person to just kind of stand there and always be towering over because that reinforces that size advantage all the time. You don't want them to go down until the little person actually does enough things to make them go down. And then the crowd goes, oh, my God, they finally took the big monster down. So, it's the, the, again, the whole David and Goliath thing like Jerry was talking about, that's, that's, how you be, that's how you build one of those matches like that. Yeah, all the old bikini models from 2005, uh, if you miss the old HLA action, apparently they're all coming back to uh, the challenge Alexa Bliss for the uh, for the SmackDown women's title uh, because she's going to be defending against every eligible woman in the world or something. That's that's another one of those SmackDown angles that they're that they're going to have. Uh, not quite sure how well, that's yeah, going to work. Uh, they resurrected Mickey James. Right from for the last couple of months, Mickey did, but but I think she's actually like there, like uh, like a full time uh, wrestler. But they're gonna bring in a bunch of older women just for this show. I I, I know Eve Torres is gonna be there. I definitely read her. Um, I thought I read a few weeks ago that uh, they were working on Kelly Kelly. Um, so there's gonna it, it's gonna be one of those things where you just you look up and here comes another woman from uh, 15, 20 years ago that you had completely forgotten about, but she's gonna run down and challenge Alexa Bliss, apparently. So we'll see how they make that work. Uh, is there anything else in the show that interested you that I, I may have over? Oh, uh, Austin Aries for the uh, Cruiserweight title against Neville, which should actually be a really good wrestling match. They could steal the show. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think they're going to, I think this whole setup was to, to get, you know, this was all kind of the groundwork laid down to get Austin Aries in, and, and this will be his big moment. Hopefully, hopefully they don't do this as a pre-show match. Oh, I'm uh, looking at the WrestleMania 33 website from WWE, and there was a couple of matches where they say specifically, explicitly, uh, a pre-show. And I'm seeing if that was one of them. Oh, kickoff match. I'm sorry. The kickoff match. Yeah. And Neville versus Austin Aries is listed as a kickoff match. So they've already labeled that as part of the kickoff show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, two, I, I had another one that I was kind of hoping to find a place on the card was that Jack Gallagher. To me, he's entertaining mm -hmm. hell. Yeah, I like him too. Was that the uh, old there's... timey 1910 boxing guy? Uh -huh. Yeah. That's his, that's his stick, huh? Yeah, it's fun flying through the air with an umbrella and shit. Yeah, that's that's the that's well, yeah, would, yeah. The the move tonight with the umbrella, although he totally rammed his dick right through that guy's face <laughs> while he's holding <laughs> under an umbrella. If you watch the the they did the cruiserweight classic, his matches were just phenomenal. I mean, just the kind of moves he did was just something you didn't see every day, and. He's very, you know, he's a real small guy and everything, but he, he's so charismatic that uh, it'd be great to see him give him a chance. But, um, you know, I think he's kind of fallen into the into the, uh, the comedy role. 
Yeah, yeah, he's probably the new Santino or something, you know, along those lines. Uh, yeah, yeah that match happened to be that match happened to be like the five minute period where my wife had come down and was watching with me before she decided to go to bed, and I'm sitting there and and she was watching it more than I was, and and mm-hmm. laughing at it and I said, and I literally at one point looked over and said, do you, do you want you you can do the show tonight, and instead of me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because I was like, please, please spare me. <laughs> Sit here, watch the rest of the show, and you can just go on the podcast. I'll show you everything how to do it. And, she, and she's like, no, I, I've seen enough. And that was right at the moment when the guy po- popped open the umbrella and rammed his jock right through the other dude's face. It's an effective move. It, it worked. I, um, I guess. What's, what's, does the, is the umbrella there just to humiliate you? Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's a prop. It, it it it's it's there to sort of add to the move. He could just jump off the rope and put his dick in the guy's face, and it'd be okay. He jumped off the top rope and did. That. But you add the umbrella, and it's like, oh, look at that! Look at how cute that is. So it's it's an extra little prop. Okay, made an impression though, because yeah. as soon as he started walking out, I'm like, yeah, this guy is doing the whole early 20th century boxing shtick. And there's two matches that the other matches uh, the, the rock. I was I was gonna say there's two matches that the WrestleMania website, the WWE WrestleMania website, uh labels as a kickoff match, and it's that the cruiserweight title match and also the battle royal. So I don't know uh, what else uh, they're gonna put on the preview, but those those two are definitely labeled as as already being you know Something you don't even have to worry about the main show. Those are definitely going on before uh, the four-hour actual WrestleMania show. Yeah, I think also the in the, uh, the Raw Tag Team Titles. Yeah, they uh, they did not list that as a kickoff match, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it wound up being put there as well. Uh, with uh, Bullet Club versus Enzo and Big Cass versus Cesaro and Sheamus uh, in, a, in a triple threat. There's always a, a, a four-way elimination, and there's always some triple threat at, at WrestleMania. There's No matter what, there's always going to be a match uh, uh, with triple threat rules. I guess I'm okay with that. Um, I, the Enzo and Big Cass thing seems to be sort of wearing thin. It's getting a, getting to be about that time where Cass puts a boot in, in Enzo's face because he's just a little, you know, annoyed by him and, and you know sick of his his, his shtick. Uh, but but it's working so far, I suppose. But I would hope Bullet Club will uh, will hold on to the titles in that match. I think they're, they'll, they'll I think it'll be their Enzo and Cass's big moment. They'll they'll get really? there. Because I don't think they've had a, they've I don't think they've even had the, they've never had any titles yet, even at NXT. Yeah. Okay, that that, no, I that may I, well I happen. Think... And uh, did they did they make an impression on you, Jason? The guys, uh, the the New York guys, coming out with the microphones and. Uh, doing the whole Allen Iverson practice. We talking about practice, man. It was, boy, that's what fifteen years too late. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know you got to do something because you're in Philadelphia, but eh, I, I chuckled. I mean, a little bit. So I, I, I guess, I guess it had, 
a, a positive effect. But as soon as they did it and then they kept doing it, I'm like, eh, stop. <laughs> the, the, the first, yeah, but this is, come on, it's WWE. The, the, the subtlety is not their strong suit. So, no. yeah, you, it's like once they realized that, you know, and of course they're doing it for the crowd. I get that. They're, they're not doing it for the person on the couch who gets the chuckle out of it. They're doing it because they're in Philly and they're trying to get that crowd into a, you know, into a bit of a fever pitch and to get something going there. But yeah, no, nobody there. Uh, that match really didn't didn't speak to me at all. Other than the fact that I always uh, think that Cesaro is John Smoltz. <laughs> but Jerry might be onto something that that it's Enzo and Cass's moment because they're apparently still over because they you lolled. You said you you chuckled when they did their thing, so you lolled. And that's that's all they need to do. You law, they that's all they need to make you do. Yeah. So maybe they, they maybe they maybe they will have their big moment. There was I'm, another I'm, moment somewhere during the night where some and I forget what it was where I actually almost laughed out loud. I, I really did law because somebody ooh. said something and then I saw a sign in the background that was being held up that sort of mirrored what was being said in the ring and it was actually humorous. Um, that doesn't count. I, You're like, laughing at the sign. No, but it was the sign in context with what was happening in the ring, and it, it it really just was like a perfect like little moment. But it was so fleeting in three and a half hours of garbage that I forgot what it was. But I did. I do remember I, laughing. I do remember laughing out of something other than mockery at that one moment during the show. I bet I remember what it is. Yeah, you you think you remember what he's talking about? No. I bet it was, I bet it was when uh, Triple H was is once again attacking Seth Rollins, who's limping around on a crutch, while at the same time somebody in the background was holding up a sign that said, "It's all fun and games until Triple H hits you with a crutch." Uh, no, that actually wasn't the moment. Oh. This was during a. Damn. This was actually a moment when somebody was talking. Oh, okay. So somebody oh, well, was talking right. in the ring. And then something popped was was like there was a sign in the background and it, and it really was just like a mirror effect almost of what was going on. I was like, you know, okay, uh, that I got it and it made me laugh. I wish I could remember what it was because I did find it humorous. And of course, I also may have found it humorous because of my sense of humor, um, which we always have to factor in on this show. Um but I, I, it was and also it was your probably level of sobriety. A moment that I, yes. Well, no, I, I, I'm all right. I only had one drink tonight. Okay. That's good. You made me think you're going to be like completely schlosh for the, for the show tonight. I, uh, I wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> the show made me want to be. Yeah. Uh, What's really so sad been... now is though with the, it's not really about um, the buy rate anymore. It's all about the network subscriptions. And I yep. think the way they pay out and everything has totally changed. So it's not about you want to build a WrestleMania, but now it's more. I think that's going back to the beginning of the show of, of the formulaic thing is about we already sold the fling out a year ago. They're coming. Right. It doesn't matter what the main. It could be Shane McMahon against Stephanie McMahon. Everybody's showing up. We sold. We sold it out. And I think. Oh, um, God, don't give them any ideas. Well, the lack of competition and going back to there's there's not really a buy rate and I, I don't think they get paid the same way they used to either 
yeah, the the big bonuses are are going to go to what they consider the big attraction matches. But yeah, how do you determine what that is necessarily? I mean, Shane and AJ Styles is going to get a big bonus because they just determine that. But I don't know how big of a I don't know how many people are possibly tuning in to watch Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles, but they're going to ter- determine that that's a big bonus match anyway. Same with Triple H and and uh, and and Seth Rollins. So yeah, they just kind of determine what's the big deals now instead of actually going by metrics and ratings and stuff. Now I'm sure they still have ways of of determining. That. I'm sure they they have their own metrics. You know, something to do with merchandise sales and 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 searches on 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 the web and hits on their website and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying and I agree with it that there just seems to be a a formula to to doing it and whoever gets the credit for it that they, they it almost feel like they can make it up. They can just say uh, yeah, Les Lesnar and Goldberg yeah there was there was some steam for that. But we're going to determine that Shane and AJ Styles had more steam because we can we can say that we can sort of make things up, you know, fake news. Sad. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't like it either. Um, there, there's uh, one more match we never talk much about uh, the Intercontinental match: Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin building up to that by having Baron Corbin try to crush Dean Ambrose underneath a, a forklift. Um, th- that was different. <laughs> it was a different way to build a match. I don't know how legal it was, but uh, uh, any feelings about that particular match? Could that is Baron Corbin any good to you? Because I've been sort of uh, hot and cold on him. I think his move set is impressive. His size, um, his voice. He's he's got pieces. It's a matter of. Getting him in the in the you know, uh, he, I think he just needs some more time. But I think he's got potential, lots of potential down the road. Yeah, that's. I, I guess I agree with that. I think he has potential. I don't necessarily think he should be pushed at quite as heavily as he has been. I don't think he's put it all together yet, uh, but he could down the road. Um, but we'll see what uh, what Dean Ambrose can get out of him. Uh, yeah, I mean, a simple move that, you know, he calls it the deep six. It's kind of like a spinning back backbreaker, basically. But for whatever reason, the way he does it is so impressive, especially when he does it outside the ring. Um, more impressive than his finisher. And, um, um, you know, just the way he carries himself and everything. I think the guys got all the parts. They have to put it all together with him, give him some time. Uh, sir. Anything else about the WrestleMania build uh, that that sticks out to you? Uh, they, they certainly packed the uh, the card with a lot of pieces, with a lot of things, a lot of different things that makes you think you should, should tune in. There, there's something for everybody, which is kind of the way it is every year. We didn't even talk about John Cena teaming up with Nikki Bella against The Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag, which I don't have any use for that match at all. I don't ever need to see The Miz on TV ever again. Um, and, and John Cena and Nikki Bella, I don't trust that relationship at all. I don't know how much of that is for the cameras and how much of that is real. Um, but yeah, it, 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 
but that's obviously where you, you get the total Bellas TV show or the total divas, whatever it is. And you try to get people who watch that. It's a real, it's a reality show, uh, Jason, as you can imagine about the, uh, the WWE divas outside the ring. And it's, it's, it's about as real as, as any other reality show, which is to say very much not real. Um, so there was a few that was started on that show between Maurice and, and the Bella twins and now one of them is supposed to be dating John Cena and Maurice is married to the Miz and now they brought that feud from that TV show into the WWE and now they're gonna have a mixed tag match and then uh for 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 no for nothing. It's it's not there's no titles or anything on the line, it's just a mixed tag and uh but again there's there's something for everybody. Uh if you want wrestling, there's that. If you want this reality show drama type stuff, there's that. There's there's the divas matches. Uh, and there's the, the the big star thing that you're just you're supposed to watch Goldberg and Brock Lesnar because they're quote unquote big stars. Uh, so they're trying to have a little something for everybody, but I, I don't know if are they trying too hard? Are they spreading themselves a little too too things? I think they should really concentrate on you know the best show that they could possibly put on, not necessarily the most uh, different pieces of a show that they could possibly fit into a card. Yeah, I mean, if I told you four years ago that this is the match John Cena is going to be in this year, yeah, you, you, it, you know, wow, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a John Cena fan as far as who he is as a person. I mean, the character I've been over that for a while, but as far as who he is and everything and what he's done, you know, he's put the company on his back. He's carried the company. He's He's amazing when he gets injured, how he can heal. He can come back weeks before other people can. And, um, you know, to see he's in this kind of a mixed tag, it, it's almost as bad as watching Steve Austin's wife, Deborah, at the time, come down to the ring at the main event of WrestleMania. It was like, oof, he's, he's, that's a guy that doesn't need, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, it's hard to watch right. that. And um, it, that's the man. I would never thought I would ever say, I'm going to go get popcorn on a John Cena match for WrestleMania. But there's no need to watch this. There's just, there's nothing there. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just adding something to somebody that doesn't need adding. I, yeah. I totally well, there got was, you on that. There was, nothing, there was nothing about that that, that that even sounded remotely interesting to me. And all <laughs> right. I saw was a quick five-second thing like, oh, here's the match. And I'm like, wow. I mean, who who cares? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, uh, the, the yeah. match, I can predict the match is going to be this thing where the girls are going to go at it, and as, as soon as, uh, the Miz doesn't have the upper hand. He's going to be the coward and tag. And it'll be a big tease to keep it the girls in because he doesn't want to go in there with John Cena. I- I'm assuming he'll do a real classic. I mean, I'm a, the way they'll play it probably is just a classic kind of a real heelish coward. Yeah, he's, he's I guess, good at being the chicken shit heel coward guy who doesn't fight fair. But it's like, so what? Dude, that doesn't really make me want to see him get his necessarily because it's like it's the Miz. He's it doesn't matter, <laughs> but but that's what they got for you. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 
past midnight in our in our time zone here in the central so i think that's a good time to to cut it off another great wrestlemania preview show going through everything in the wwe jerry once again very generous with your time had a lot of fun had a lot of laughs very much appreciate you coming on with us and hopefully see you again next year thanks guys and happy birthday jerry thank you and happy birthday absolutely Yeah, I completely forgot to mention that. Uh, yeah. It was uh, yesterday, good job. right? Yesterday, yeah. Good yeah. job. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Take care. Jerry, the wrestling expert, once again, coming on for our WrestleMania preview show. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. you could even feel his lack of enthusiasm. It's It's so sad. It's like this is even sucking the life of out of our, our wrestling expert. Yeah, because like you said, there's so many things they could be doing with, with other talent and, and creating a better actual wrestling show. But instead, they decide to have things like, uh, you know, the, the mixed tag match and Shane McMahon wrestling again with his little ticklish punches or whatever. Uh there's, there's, it, it, it's really disappointing. There's so many things they could be doing to build a better brand. I, I should have asked Jerry about this while he was on the line, but like the big shows in Japan, the they have the the uh, New Japan promotion has a, a huge January Fourth show. Their version of WrestleMania, they call it Wrestle Kingdom. There's not there. There's one or two like gimmicky matches on that show. Everything else is just straight great wrestling and i can't wait for it every year Uh oh i I channel my inner bart scott there i didn't mean to do that Uh, can't wait uh, because the the show has so much great wrestling and there's guys who are who have been there the last few years who you see them move up the car you see the actual progress they're not in the same spot like roman reigns you know, they're not the exact same character. They're not the exact same spot. You can see them, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, they were in the middle of the car. And then the year before they were towards the top. And then this year they were in the main event. You can actually see people getting better in the ring. You actually look forward to their progress. You actually look forward to the matches the next year to see who's moved up, who's moved down uh, and, and what new talent has come over, uh, you know, and what new guys might be. Uh, on the card it's so different from it's completely different from what wrestlemania is doing what wwe is doing and i prefer that product of course they're you know they're all japanese they're almost all japanese and the 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 commentary uh can be you can find it in japanese you can find you can find it in english obviously i would prefer english because i don't know any japanese but you can't always find it in English, if you want to keep up with that, with, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's other shows that they do out there, but they're, you're not going to find them in the English language. So that's what makes it hard to keep up with that necessarily. Yeah. But just for for the for the production of the shows and for the big show for their big show, their WrestleMania, which is Wrestle Kingdom, it's a much more preferred product because you can actually t- you know see what they're doing. You can actually tell what they're trying to do. I don't know what WWE is trying to do. With, with WrestleMania every year. I don't I have no idea what what they're trying to accomplish necessarily. And that's the frustrating right. part. 
Well, I'm trying to think of what I know in Japanese, and it basically boils down to, and I just came up with this list while you were talking. It comes down to sushi, Mm -hmm. uh, samurai, Godzilla, (laughs) and Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. Yeah, that that was that was gonna be where I was gonna go. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, that, that's my go. list. That, that's <laughs> you stole my list. <laughs> Kings of non sequitur. That's our show. What were we talking about? We even um, we went a little non sequitur on Jerry tonight. I don't know if he was prepared for that. I don't know. He does. You know, he, usually when we have a guest on the show, we stay very within the framework, and we just sort of veered off there. I did. I won't say we. Um, but that's sure because I we're talking too. about wrestling. We're talking about wrestling, yeah. so I, I gotta go somewhere else just to keep myself sane. We're talking about wrestling, man. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking oh. about wrestling. Nope. Sorry. It was a good try, though. <laughs> it, it was so, a little uh, aged. So next, uh, next, next big thing for us is gonna be Chicago. Um, it's in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks already. So, yeah, we'll have to figure out. I'm sure I actually will probably have to call you here probably Friday night. I'll actually have to call you Friday night. So, because we have to, you know, go through and get our team squared away here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so we can actually figure out, you know, like keepers, non keepers, things like that. I've made a couple of minor trades here. Um, You'll love this uh, trading story tonight that I had. Uh, one of the teams had emailed me uh, a couple of days ago and asked me if we could do a a draft pick swap for Max Kepler. And I'm like, well, I'm not keeping Max Kepler. Um, right. So I emailed back tonight and was like, sure, why not? And then I get an email back and the team had emailed me. You got to hey, give them everybody full credit for trying. I'm not really making fun of them, but just, you know, it's like you know, you, you got what you wanted. Don't 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 push it too far. Don't 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 go way overboard. Basically, by going, oh, can we throw you another draft pick for Yoan Moncada? <laughs> you can't get it if you don't ask for it. So, That's true. Yeah. And that was my my email. My email back was, hey, worst I can do is say no, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Big no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but hey, it was worth no. trying. These guys are White Sox fans. Come on. You I, gotta I ask. Gonna say, no with all the White Sox fans in our in our in our league that you're gonna get those those inquiries right. for Mr. Especially Mankata. considering that when I when I drafted Yuan Mankata, he was a Red Sox prospect. This is a couple couple years ago, no big deal. Now that he's going to be like the hot shit for the White Sox, um, I have a feeling this won't be the first time I'm asked about him. Oh yeah. yeah. You already know. So yeah, I know. I know what the deal is. Um, but we know the value that some, you know, that there's some homers in our, in our league and that's fine. Um, so it doesn't, it, so it doesn't hurt to say, Hey, how about, we'll throw and They didn't offer me anything really bad. I, I will say, I mean, they offered me like a first round draft pick. Um, Okay. To go with it, you know, but overall, I've already got a first round draft pick, a pretty high one because we stunk last year. We didn't stink. We were just, we were mediocre. So we've got a decent pick. 
Um, but I didn't think that throwing my, you know, what number one or number two prospect in all of baseball, depending on who you look at, he's either number one or number two, um, was worth that. He's very high on all this. So we'll say that. Yeah, because it's basically to the point where, let's see, we have the number three pick in that minor league draft. If I threw him back, we wouldn't get him back. That's no. nope. right. There you go. No. So, yeah. So, no, I'm I'm planning on keeping him. But I, I just thought you'd appreciate the effort of, of this oh, team yeah. in our league to try to, to, to try to swipe him out. First time anybody's asked me about this guy. First time I think I've even fielded anything um, about Yoan Mankata, who, who had a good spring. He had a nice spring for your White Sox. I'm excited. I must admit, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to temper it. I'm not saying I think he's yeah. going to come up and, and be an all-star this year or rookie of the year or anything, but I'm excited that they actually got a prospect back. That's actually going to develop into a, an everyday major leaguer, which is very, so, very rare for the White Sox. So, so knowing my schedule for the rest of the week, I would say I'd probably be calling you Friday. So let me know if that doesn't work. Yep. That should be fun. Yeah, my usual fun. after work time. So I'm probably nine nine thirty. So, but we mm-hmm. got a little housekeeping to do before uh, Declaration Day on Sunday, um, and we can kind of figure out what your schedule is going to look like for uh, for when you're heading down or driving up or flying or whatever you're doing. Yep, uh, we'll be driving up. Um, okay, so you're bringing you're bringing the wife along. Oh yeah, yep, she'll be there. Yep. She's got, well, you got to get some beefs and some pizza and, you know. Oh, you oh, got can't to. Wait. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, but you keep, did another Bart Scott. Can't wait. Keep doing that. Uh, uh, yeah, should be before we get to all of that in between this coming weekend when we talk about the fantasy team and declaration yeah. and all that stuff, uh, when are we doing the baseball preview podcast? Because that's got to be thrown in there as well. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I haven't really put a whole lot of, with all the stuff going on, I haven't really sat down and put a whole lot, even though I've been, you know, I watched the World Baseball Classic, some of it, um, which we don't really, we don't talk about. I mean, but I watched some of it. USA, you're watching, USA, yeah, you're USA. Watching, you're watching, you're watching major leaguers uh, for the most part, or prospects for the most part. So, you know, with what I've been doing with the periphery here, with my, 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 research and all of that i did watch some of the wbc um i think it's stupid i will say that <laughs> because when they've you've got these ridiculous like because they know it's during spring training for the baseball season so they're throwing like they've got these ridiculous like pitch counts and come on you you're, you're we're right. playing you for the pride of our so country long. but our starter can only go five and a third right but even if he's dealing Guy could be out there just completely dealing, but he can only go five and a third innings because he's on a pitch count. That is not a baseball tournament. It's an exhibition. So why don't they just call it the World Baseball Exhibition or Expo? The World Baseball Expo or something like that because it is clearly not – there shouldn't be stakes. But I digress. Um, First of all, they can't use anything with Expo because that will just open up old wounds in Montreal. Um, and, <laughs> well, like, who cares? They're gone. Yeah, but they don't want the bad PR. 
Uh, but second of all, they got to call it the classics. They, they got to make it like it's a huge, huge deal. It's all yeah. about marketing. It's all about making it on the same level as like the Olympics because the Olympics basically doesn't even have baseball anymore. So they're trying to make it like the something outside of the Olympics or you know as important. And yeah. so I get it with the marketing. And a lot of arguments about the timing of the tournament because of the fact that they're the, the reason that there's those restrictions because it's spring training and you don't want to break you know guys uh burn them out and, and blow something out before the season begins uh the the argument against that or you know the what when at what other time would there be to do the world baseball classes so that you don't have those issues the only other time really would be like at all-star break or something right Mid, uh, you mid-season you actually yeah. break up the season or something for a couple of weeks and now, do something like do that? that but yeah who wants to make the regular uh, yeah. for, season for, even longer than for, it already for, is for an exhibition that people probably aren't going to watch but they but they're trying um, something marketing wise yeah, they're really gonna, they're going to shove this down our throats uh, this isn't going away so it's all about the timing of when to do it. and I, I don't know if there's any other time to do it other than this but most of the for most of the major league guys are just getting in work those guys are just going in they're just getting in their work and there was some good competition, you know, where I think you really saw it the most was from the teams. A lot of the foreign team, well, they're all, you know, mostly foreign, but the teams that really had like the whole, they, they weren't just chock full of major league talent where they were literally playing like Cuba. I mean, they have major league quality talent, Cuba, Japan, countries like that, where they're really getting a showcase for future defections or for posting contracts, right? Right. Basically with Cuba and Japan. That's good. We get a showcase for these guys who will either jump in a boat and end up on the coast of Florida or their contract will get posted for a ridiculous amount out of Japan. So good for those guys. The rest of it, though, I, yeah, whatever. Like, Don't like, really, have much I mean, respect for Team Israel. They, they're, they're not jumping out of boats well, or anything. But not only that, but like teams where all you have to do is like if you had somebody in your family from a country. My great great grandfather is half team. Jewish. Therefore, I'm playing for Team Israel. Uh, the Netherlands was probably my favorite one. Didn't know there was that much Dutch talent in baseball, did you? I, I did not know that. <laughs> I yeah. had no idea that Jonathan Scope was from the Netherlands. Oh, no, wait. He's not from the Netherlands. And his history of his family, maybe? Oh, come on. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm going to go way insensitive here. Why didn't we have an African team? Oh. <laughs> um, you could. Just saying. Just saying, because if you draw the lines the same way I'm talking, it wouldn't it make sense? Actually, technically, if you have an the entire tournament is an African team, since we're kind of all from over there. But oh, just well, how yeah, far back you go. Life. That's right. Iraq, hey. Iraq should have a team because we can all go back to the Tigris and the Euphrates and Baghdad. And <laughs> I remember all that from school. The cradle uh, of life. Class. Cradle of life. <laughs> That's right. 
depends on how far back you want to go. That's all. That's right. So we're all playing. We're all, for, we're all playing for Team Iraq or Babylon. Team sp- Babylon. Yes. <laughs> we're all being split up artificially anyway, so it kind of doesn't matter. That's that's true. It's literally just like lines on a map. And but hey, there you go. Uh, so it, to answer your question, Thursday. Thir- yep, yeah, Kings of Non Sequitur. Um, <laughs> After Thursday midnight, or Kings Sunday. Of yeah, we're we're now into when uh, Tuesday, t- uh, t- Thursday or Sunday. I know Sunday technically would be after the start of baseball season, but I, I think we'd be okay cheating one day on a you know six month schedule. I don't th- unless something just happens that like blows up all of our projections while we're on air. So I would either say Thursday if we want to do it technically before the season or Sunday. I would prefer Thursday. Not only is it before the season, but that's the day that I'm going to be, have the time to do all my research to get ready for that show. So I might as well just do it and then go right on the air with all, right. of, uh, all of my notes. And we'll go Thursday. Uh, let's call it Thursday at our usual Thursday, nine 30. Our usual Thursday, 9.30? Okay. Our 9.30. Well, yeah, because a 9 just does not work for me. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't does know we had a I... usual Thursday, 9.30. That, that's what kind of threw me there. We we don't really do Thursdays ever. We usually, do we usually? Oh, we don't do Thursdays? Well, you know, our usual, like, when I work kind of thing. Right. Because that allows you, if you're... You wind up being caught in a blizzard and and running in and eating dinner real late. Then you tell me to move the show to ten, and that's very easy. Which I don't think that's going to happen on Thursday. I think we're supposed to be like fifty degrees. So if I do get caught in a blizzard, that would be that would be bad. You're in Central Wisconsin. A blizzard can strike at any time, I believe. No matter what. And also, also, I don't know if you saw that the, my city made the national news for an unfortunate uh, reason. There was a like murder spree here about two miles from my house this last week. I, I saw that. Now, murder spree, define that. How many people died exactly? Four. Yeah. Three different locations. Because so, spree makes it seem like, you know, uh, the Orlando gay nightclub that's or something. A- no, well, that's a that's spree. a spree up here. I'll tell you it, what. Yeah, it was a spree for your area, absolutely. Yeah, and then for and unfortunately, though, because you know this isn't the biggest town, there were a lot of connections, um, even within my family now here with my wife between people who died and in people who I knew. So I I knew through my wife one of the people who ended up being killed. Um, which really, you know, tore up, tore up my wife, um, and then her sister, they were all friends. I mean, you just, it's terrible stuff, terrible stuff. Uh, I, so yeah, I kept meaning to it click on one of the stories. Too, so to, watch out next time yeah. you come up this way. I might have to pull out the murder map for you. Kind of like when I was coming down there by you in Chicago and you busted out the murder map for me. So we knew the best way to drive you home to your, uh, uncle's house. Don't go through Inglewood. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna get quite to that level. I don't think you're gonna ever have to do that up there where where you are. No, but yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sitting at home uh, last Tuesday. I want to say I'm sitting at home last Tuesday with my kids. My kids are napping, and then all of a sudden, I'm getting texts from my wife, like you know, 
you know, locked the doors. There's been a shooting, and this is all literally going down within a mile, a couple miles from my house. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, so if there's, a, you know, they're like, first it was listed that it was a bank robbery. So then you don't know. Then somebody's literally, if somebody robbed a bank and murdered people, someone's on the loose. So then, yeah, you're right. locking the doors. And so it ended up not being, uh, it ended up being more of a domestic thing, but not the way you want your city to make the national news. No. No, it's not. I kept meaning to click on links to see exactly what happened. So was it, a, a, a basically a woman served a man with divorce was papers, a, and he just yeah, went was off. It, it was a domestic violence type thing or whatever. The, yeah, there was the guy went to the went to this place where she worked, which was a bank, and uh, was apparently making some kind of a scene. They ended up actually like hiding this woman, but that basically ended up costing two other people their lives. So he blew two people away. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then went over and killed the lawyer, killed the divorce lawyer. Um, and then went home. And then when the cop showed up, he killed a cop. So pretty rough. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's too bad. We're ending the show on a high note here, but I had to mention that because, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it's got to kind of make its way into the show. You don't want to talk about that, especially when it's something like, you know, that it's very, it's, you just, this isn't the area where you just think you're going to start having people running around just shooting up places and, you know, you don't think of that anywhere. You know, you just think going to work, you don't, you ever get up in the morning and go to work and think, yeah, you know, I'm going to get blown away today and just how right. random. And all these people basically just doing their jobs. People at a bank tellers just doing their job at a bank. A lawyer just doing her job. A cop doing his job. Everybody just showed up to work that day. Got killed by this guy. Yeah, that's that's absolutely uh, crazy. That's uh, you know a lot more likely to happen in certain sections of the world and of the country. Um, and certainly your area as about as unlikely as it gets for something like that. So I can only imagine how. Horrifying and shocking that it that it was up there. So, uh, absolutely, our, it's still our big thoughts news and here. I mean, it's, prayers it's for everybody involved there. It's only it's a week old, but it's still big news. It's 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 it really hits home because my my route to work goes right by one of the crime scenes, and you drive by it, and there's flowers outside and stuff like that. You just you know that's when it starts to like really like oh man, you know, doesn't seem real when it's. Till you till you're like in it and you're there and yeah, very very crazy stuff going on. So Thursday night it is Thursday for our baseball preview, and I and I don't have to be afraid of picking the Cubs this year. That's right. the The spell is broken. the The curse is over. My fantasy team on uh, Yahoo. I even named them Dead Goats. I'm I'm paying tribute to your Cubbies. <laughs> it pain, I'm sure it pains you, but. Yeah, I gotta give them props. The goat is yeah. dead. Yeah, if I had a if I had a team name this year, it would be Real Baseball is not eleven point one miles south. Ah, that's a little wordy. I don't think that fits. Uh, the, that doesn't fit the twenty five characters on Yahoo. But I could at least the, make the, it the league name. The, the sentiment is understood. Yes. Uh, we are not going to end on that note because there's several things that I'd want to get to because they're going to be very, very old, like so old we can't even bring them up uh, if I don't get to them. 
Um, and I only I understand I only have five minutes to do it, so I'll try not to get a snipered. Um, first of all, right off the bat, um, the uh, esteemed commissioner of our fantasy league uh, is recovering yes. from eye surgery. Uh, uh, appeared on Correct. our show several times. Uh, David Lewis, the commissioner of one of the oldest fantasy leagues in existence, the league that we are proud to be a part of, the uh, Ad Hack League. Uh, so best wishes to Kamish. David, get well soon. We will see you at the draft, even though you apparently won't be able to see us completely because his depth perception isn't all there. He's got the, he's got the pirate eye patch thing going, but uh, uh, so we'll give him light ribbing about all that, but absolutely uh, in our thoughts. Uh, he can well be Kamish. He's now an honorary PFL. Pirate for life. Yar. Um, I, I forgot to get to this on the last show. At, did something happen at the Oscars that we may have missed? Did something important oh. or something big happen? <laughs> there was a, there's something we like to call a Steve Harvey moment <laughs> at the Oscars. I've, I, folks, we have to, we have a mistake. We have to correct something. <laughs> No, you oh, guys, you, you, you guys really won. <laughs> did you watch that? Oh, I, I did. It was it was dumb. It was so bad. Just bad. I, I watched it live. I was still up when they gave away Best Picture. Me and my wife watched that happen live. That was that's one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen live. I could not believe that was happening. And everyone in the audience couldn't believe that was happening because they kept turning back to the audience while this was happening. And all you see are all these celebrities and Taraji P. Henson, everybody, they, they're, they, their mouths are all agape and their right hands are all stuck out and, and extended filming what's happening with their cell phones because they can't believe it either. They actually had these people from La La Land standing up there giving acceptance speeches for three minutes and almost yeah. going off the air before someone decided to finally run on stage and say, "Hey, uh, guys, uh, you, you didn't you didn't actually win? Uh, can you give can you give those back, please? Can you give those to to the moonlight moonlight? You actually won. You no, I know this is not a joke because no one thought this was was for real. I didn't think it was for real at all. The first two or three times they said uh, moonlight actually won yeah. best picture. Now blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, they're trying to do the Steve Harvey." It, is, it, it is only would have been better if Kanye would have run up and done it. Moonlight had the best picture of all time. No, I, seriously, I, I, one hundred percent thought it was a rib. I did not think it was real until they turned that card around to the camera and it said "Best Picture Moonlight." And then my wife and I looked at each other and just like, "Oh my God, what have they done?" So we actually got to witness that. Like that is one of the most unbelievable things you will ever see. And it's still, I still don't understand how exactly that happened. I know they explained it, but it still doesn't even make any damn sense. So that, that I didn't watch the Oscars. I didn't watch the Oscars. You said you wouldn't. So that, that's understandable. 